At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Shoe the Dough podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. It's time to do the show. I mean, shoe the dough with Aaron and Danae, streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon central or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin. So let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. Do I have the sniffles. I feel so bad. Like... What no one wants to hear is that. Not no one wants to hear that. Even though I just did it. Darth Vader ever got the the sniffles? Because he can't breathe through his nose because it's a mechanical nose. Yeah, because it's mechanical breathing. I just wonder if there were ever any problems with that. Maybe like some oil built up in there. Yeah, like if he was ever like. (laughs) (laughs) And so it'd be like Vader, (laughs) Vader. Hello. Guys, get the nutty pot. <laughs> Something like that. Well, welcome to Shoot the Dough. <laughs> welcome to Shoot the Dough. Episode 168. So excited uh, to have you back with us for this week. Um, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good one. And you know why? Why? Because you have a dog under your shirt. <laughs> that's, that's what it takes. Everything is better when you have a tiny dog under your shirt. A burrowed canine tiny yeah she ella little ella bella who i have been mistakenly calling lulu the dog (laughs) you got your dog sitting yeah for a week and a half i was not asked about this the dog the dog just came home okay well i should okay i should be completely honest because my wife will listen to this (laughs) i i did yeah i did get a a call but I'm pretty sure the call came as they were already bringing her to the house. You know what I mean? It was one of those um, things where like, too late. we've kind of agreed to this, so is this okay? <laughs> it's like, I think yes. And, and I would have said yes anyway. You so. also watched my dog mm-hmm. while I was stuck in Florida. Yeah, we're becoming we're becoming dog sitters. But I've never sure. seen you like take to a dog like Lulu. Ella. I call her Lulu. Well, you better stop. That's not her name. <laughs> You want me just to call you Dee Dee? I mean, look at how defensive you are, protective right. of this little Precious thing. little Ella. The, this dog is about the size of my old St. Bernard's poops. <laughs> it's a tiny, tiny little dog. Yeah. She likes to burrow under my uh, hoodie. Because she has no body fat. Yeah. And yeah, she's, she likes to stay warm. She's like a chihuahua, right? Yeah. She is a Chihuahua, okay. not just like one. She is definitely a Chihuahua, and she's not a not a little snippy, barky Chihuahua either, which I no. like. You know, no, she doesn't. She's very nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I mean, she doesn't make noise. She whimper. I mean, she may whimper. I think I heard her whimper once, but she never barks or no barking, no shivering. She may not have a voice box. I'm That's not possible, sure, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I think it's possible. Sure. Anything is possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so keeping a dog warm. You didn't do that with my dog, did you? What? With Cujo? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely. Put, a, put him under your shirt, Yeah, too. Cujo definitely was <laughs> all up in my clothing. <laughs> uh, you ready to shoe a doe? I, are, we are already shooing a doe. Yes, that every time. This is how we transition from talking about random stuff right. into the order of the show. Maybe, see? maybe your question should be, should we transition? <laughs> no, that's the whole thing. It's the whole thing of the... We've been doing this since 2012, Danae. How is this still news? I don't know. I say, are you ready to shoo a doe? You say, yes, I'm ready to shoo. Let's shoo a doe. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. We're going to uh, have a little fun talking uh, October themed candy. Candy themed show. Yeah. For the end. But first, (laughs) from the corners of the world, we searched high and we searched low and we even searched medium. We found some things called news, so now we shall peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Lulu Namer. Hey, that's me. (laughs) Well, you're the villain. Why am I the villain? Call her the wrong name and pretend it's okay. (laughs) She just looks like a Lulu to me. All right, what do we got? My first peruse the news uh, is that a painting from Leonardo da Vinci has been rediscovered. Ooh. So this is the only painting known in known to man mm-hmm. that it has, is owned by a private person. Uh, I guess they knew that this painting existed called the Salvatore Mundi. Okay. Um, Sounds like another artist. Which is, it's a painting of Jesus, I believe. Um, in what appears to be a woman's dress, but I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert. I, I, yeah, that, okay. Anyway, um, so. Well, I can confirm it is a painting. It, <laughs> I cannot confirm if it's Jesus. I think it's supposed to be Jesus. Or if it's a woman. I think that's what I read. Maybe it's just like, oh, I think that's Jesus. And I thought it in my head. If it's Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's Jesus with some man cleavage. It's uh, the painting of Jesus Christ about the same time that the Mona Lisa was painted around 1500. See, that's what it looks a little about like the Mona Lisa. I'm guessing that he started in one direction and then went another direction. Oh, really? I don't know. Okay. I wasn't there in 1500. But the interesting thing is that this painting was known and it was displayed and there's this whole history to it. And then it kind of like wasn't there anymore. I don't know oh, why. Yeah? I was trying to figure out why. Like, did someone steal it? Like, what happened? Um, but then it resurfaced. Somebody bought it from a um, auctioneer, or like an auction, for $68. What? And it's got to be worth hundreds of millions. Yeah. It, in 1958, before it was. Uh, fully identified as Da Vinci's work, which it was in 2011. Uh-huh. So now it's going through where it's, now that it's been confirmed. Certified. And certified. It's traveling the globe before it goes up for auction in November. In fact, November 15th is when it's supposed to go Ooh, for auction. Ooh, just a couple weeks. And it's expected to fetch over $100 million. Yeah, that's what I That's what I would thought. Yeah. So it's just kind of a neat thing. Like you think that everything's sort of been discovered at this point and- you know, everything would be there, but here is another one of Da Vinci's paintings. So, sixty some dollars, sixty. I think it was like sixty or sixty-eight. Turned into a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a decent return on investment. I, I feel it's a like fairly that's a good one. high ROI. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's pretty impressive. Even like when you look at it, 
um, I I I find any kind of like Da Vinci, Mm -hmm. the the detail that they could get, yeah, is just incredible to me. Going to art museums and getting really up close. Yeah, you know, there's something there's something about seeing them in person that does make it a little bit different, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you can just seeing the actual brush strokes, and there's just there's just nothing can really change. I remember seeing the Monet room when I was in Kansas City. Yeah. And the giant like lily pad yeah. Monet, and I'm just like, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. It's amazing. So, anyways, if you are uh, interested in this, just search for Salvatore Mundi, and you'll be able to find it. It's pretty Mundi, interesting stuff. Mundi, spelled M-U-N-D-I, and it could be Mundi. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, isn't uh, isn't that the Thursday before the? Isn't, does it mean salvation on the th- like the Thursday before the crucifixion? Because isn't the Thursday right before the crucifixion called uh, Monday Thursday? Or no, that's Tuesday. Monday Tuesday, Monday Thursday. Um, Salvatore Monday, Monday. Monday. <laughs> uh, Latin for Savior of the Savior? World. Oh, okay, the world is a subject in iconography depicting Christ with his right hand raising in blessing and his left hand holding an orb, summoned. Uh, no, wait, surmounted by a cross known as the Globus Cruciger, hmm. symbolizing the earth. The whole composition has strong, is it eschatology? Eschatological? I don't know. Eschatological? Eschatological? Eschatologicalist? Undertones. <laughs> <laughs> Which is into the world, right? Eschatology? Dude, I don't know. I don't even know how you know the things that you know. <laughs> Your brain is incredibly like you just you are an educated man. I have Google. That's all I got. Just so we're clear, Monday Thursday is the Thursday right before Easter. So, so this is not a picture depicting Thursday before Easter. This is <laughs> no, but I knew Salvatore meant salvation, and so I thought maybe it had something to do with the crucifixion weekend. Since I thought it was maybe the same Monday. Is it M-A-U-N-D-Y? M-U-N-D-I. Uh, hold, a whole, hold on, hold on. Whole different thing. Eschatology. Eschatology. Yes. Okay, yes. The part of theology concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and humankind. Yep. Dun, dun, dun! End of the world. Well. Speaking of the end of the world. Yes, tell us more. You want to hear my first one? Yeah. Um, it has to do with uh, KFC. Since we're talking about the end of the world, okay. Was that was that just a joke? Yes. Oh, uh, I, I was like, "What is happening?" Uh, you may have seen this. KFC is only following eleven people on Twitter right now, and it's for a totally genius reason. I love this. I saw this. Um, I, I wonder how long they had this set before somebody found it. You know what I mean? Like, because they didn't tweet about it, which I love. Right. Somebody had to find it. Somebody had to find it. That's what's really cool about this. Of course, the people they're following are the five Spice Girls in six guys named Herb. So 11 11 herbs herbs and spices, spices. which is beautiful. It's perfect. Because that's their mix for their delicious chicken. Like their secret recipe or whatever. But I think what I love about it is that they didn't bring attention to it. And I just think that's the way you have to do it, you know? Just let somebody else figure it out. Yeah, it's like if you do a good deed, you're not supposed to go talk about it. You're just supposed to do the good deed. And if someone catches it, then that's great. But you don't do it for the attention. I love I love that we're comparing this to a good deed. <laughs> it's like they've, they've done a good deed here. They have. Also, when you tell a good joke. You know, the joke, when you explain it, it just doesn't work as well. What does that say about us? You have to explain your jokes to me regularly. <laughs> Man. It says I don't tell good jokes, maybe. Um, 
So this one's about a brilliant person, Stephen Hawking. Have you heard of him? I've heard of Stephen Hawking. So it's really interesting. This morning when we were getting ready for the radio show, I saw an article that he had just released to the public his PhD from Cambridge University. Or, yeah. This is one. Let me see if I can find the properties of expanding universes. His 1966 thesis. Ooh. Okay. So this is something that you've only been able to ask the university for, and then you had to pay for it if they chose to release it to you. Okay. But it's the most requested thesis out there that they get, I guess, for mm-hmm. this particular college. And so anyway, so this morning I was reading about, oh, that's interesting. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know that I could stomach it. Like, it'd be interesting to read it just to say, yeah, I've read his thesis, but I don't know that I could stomach <laughs> I don't know that I could absorb what do you mean, the what do you vast mean knowledge. It? Oh, you mean like understand it? Yeah, I feel like it would be too smart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so then by this afternoon when I was prepping for shoe here, uh, the website had already crashed. So the requests, once it, the news broke that it was available for anyone to go and enjoy. Oh, they crashed it. They crashed the site. Oh, wow. So apparently... It's just to get into his mind, everyone's very interested in it. So maybe I of should course. have. Maybe I should have clicked on it earlier whenever it was available. When you first said you weren't sure you could stomach it, I thought it was like it was grotesque or something or like you were worried about like you wouldn't agree with it or something. I don't even you... know what I would be agreeing with, though. <laughs> He's so intelligent. So this is a 70, uh, the 75-year-old's doctoral thesis is the most requested item in Cambridge University's library. So... Anyhow, it's free. It's 134 pages long. And what was the title of it again? Um, I'm going to go find it again. It's at the top of the page somewhere. Here we go. Properties of expanding universes. Ooh. Speaking of expanding universes. Yeah? KFC. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, legitimately, speaking of expa- uh, expanding universe, former manager of the DOD Aerospace Threat Program says, quote unquote, UFOs are real. Well, yeah. The if- What do you mean, aw, oh, yeah? Unidentified flying objects? Isn't uh-huh. that just anything that's in the sky? Are you talking about like alien He's, looking? Yes, uh- extraterrestrial. I believe that. UFOs are real. Do you real. believe that? I believe it. I don't know. I just, I don't, I feel like there's a possibility. I feel like that's, you know, you something can't, you that. You can't be like, oh, no, for no, sure. No, of course not. No, you of can't. Of course not. But I don't think like the pictures that people have taken and those kind of things. I cannot tell you who. Mm-hmm. But I know someone who has seen one. And it's somebody that's extremely believable. Mm-hmm. Like somebody that I would trust with my life. Yeah. And they've seen one. What's it, but How? With their eyes. Really? Yeah. How did they explain it? Um, With their mouth? Yes, I know. Yes, but what, yes. what were the words, kind of the words that they used? Well, this is uncomfortable for me because I was sworn to never tell. Oh, okay. About like their experience. Details? Yeah. I, so I don't want to like make them uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't want to betray trust. I understand. Right. But it was but terrifying. You haven't, told, you haven't told us who. But it was terrifying. It was terrifying. Yes. So this sounds like a, like a, a personal experience. Okay. So since you don't I know was, how badly I want to dig into I know, this, I know. But so since I was told that, in the way I was told, mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, 
I believe it. They're not in there. You are a good enough judge of this person that you know they're not pranking you. They're not pulling your chain. It was very real. It was very powerful. As close to 100% of me as possible. Right. Which we all know there's. Yeah. I would I would say yes. Wow. Yeah. That would change. Yeah. That would change me. Yeah. That would change. If it was somebody who I knew and trusted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also have really close friends who have, you know given into money scams before too you know what i mean like, like my husband <laughs> i wasn't talking about your husband but he has no i had i had somebody uh do the um was it the dinar whatever the currency that's supposed to like reevaluate itself and you're gonna I be did rich. that Aaron. you're talking about me you did that too i bought currency Oh man, that's so funny! You're like gonna be like, oh, I know these people who bought currency. Well, was- no, I'm thinking of somebody very specific who, oh, in- invested money in it. But well, he knows. The list. I've, I've made fun of him to his face before for it. Well, so yeah, I'll join that list. I How are you feeling that about that right now? Oh, I don't care about it. Right, and that's what he says too. He's like, you know, it is what it is. You do what you do. You do what you do. Yeah. Some so. people invest money in I don't know. It must be a very and- con- must be a very convincing argument for it well let's talk about that because when you have someone in your life that is so convincing Mm -hmm. like you just you're gonna believe them right so similar to the ufo thing that's exactly that's why i brought it up because it's the same kind of thing you know you just you you so you hear somebody who you trust and you know is smart and you know they're intelligent yeah and they wouldn't lie right yeah so i don't know i think that ufos could totally be real i'm confused about why and what and how? Like I want to know more, but there's mm-hmm. no one to talk to. Also, some people who talk about UFOs turn up dead. I don't want to <laughs> be that person either. <laughs> That's true. Uh, this is the quote that stood out to me. He said that uh, according to the statement, it's team members who have been quote unquote operating under the shadow of top secrecy for decades believe that there is sufficient credible evidence that proves exotic technologies exist that could revolutionize the human experience. Yeah, man. So now, I guess technically they're not saying they're extraterrestrial, but they're saying they're secret and hidden and, you know, so that these spaceships and experiences that people might be having may be terrestrial, but they're just secret. Oh, interesting. So, which I actually think makes more sense it could be than the other because i feel like if it were an intelligent life form visiting our planet visiting our planet Mm -hmm. they would have more explicit interaction with us but i could be wrong maybe there's maybe there's international laws or inter-universal intergalactic Intergalactic laws i'm like what is the word (laughs) starfleet commands yeah like where you can't you can't interact you sure you can just observe totally and then whoops be seen sometimes like there's laws at the zoo you know, don't touch the animals. <laughs> don't tap on the glass and don't feed them. That's right. So they're just not tapping feed. on the glass. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, my last one is man is given a hundred and forty nine dollar ticket for singing a 90s song while driving. This is true. Singing while driving. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I saw somebody just yesterday at a stoplight and they were jamming mm-hmm. like they like, you know, just all in it. Hands flailing. Head bobbing. It was amazing. I'm wondering, like, do you ever get tempted to video record people when they do that? Yeah. If I okay. had if I had been stopped, I would have done it. But I was turning right, and they were stopped going the other way. Man. But if I had been, yes, if I had been able to, I would have videoed. So this isn't in the U.S., uh, I don't believe. Uh, St. Laurent, maybe? 
um, he was pulled over for what they thought was yelling. So they've pulled this guy. I think his name is Tofik Maula. You can get pulled over for yelling? They Well, I don't, I don't quite understand why, but I think it was just to make sure that everything was okay. Maybe this is, is this in Canada? This might be in Canada. Um, but he was headed down St. Croix, cheerfully singing along to the 1990 C Plus uh, Music Factory hit. C Plus C? <laughs> C and C Music Factory? What is C and a C and? Oh, that's an and. Gonna make you sweat? C Plus C? <laughs> yeah, everybody dance now. Yeah. yeah. He was singing that, and they heard him yelling. And so they pulled him over. They wanted to check to make sure everything was okay. And then they gave him a ticket for yelling while driving. I love the fact that that in some alternate universe, the name of that band is C Plus C Music Factory. That makes me happy. It looks like it is a plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Double C Music Factory. I'm like, Double C? What is that? What is a C plus a C? As for his wife, she is a surprise that her husband's vocal abilities ended up in a fine. Apparently, he can't sing very well. <laughs> Everybody dance now. I can, I can totally see somebody losing their composure to that song. Yeah, but getting a ticket for it? Mm-hmm. He stopped and four police came, two on each side, and checked the inside of the car and asked me if I had just screamed. I said, no, I was just singing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my voice was very bad, Wait. and that's why I got ticketed, but I was shocked. Wait, I'm just, it's just now registering with me. He didn't just get stopped. They actually, after all that, wrote up a ticket. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why. Yeah, that can't, there has to be some other factor. Yeah. He says he's going to contest the ticket, obviously. Yes. But. <laughs> I mean, the song says going to make you dance. You can't help you himself. You can't help yourself. All right. For my final one, uh, Massive Robot Army is here to destroy your foolish world records. Oh, man. A robot army. These scare me. And you know they do. Is that why you're bringing it up? But I... this, there's nothing scary about this. Uh, about robot armies taking over? <laughs> yeah. Not this robot army. Oh, okay. Uh, this is over a thousand dancing robots okay. set to dance uh, in sync. And it is a world record for the number of robots who are dancing at the same time. How and many robots? Over a thousand. Here's the, here's the little gif. Oh, are you still scared, my Danae? goodness. <laughs> Those are like toys. Well, yeah. Is it, has this already happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, okay. They broke the world record. So. No. I was going to say, if humans wanted to interject somehow, they just have to knock one of them over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sabotage the robot. Then it's a thousand flailing robots on their back. <laughs> not being able to do anything. Oh, man. Well, there you go. There you go. A little bit of peruse the news. Yeah, we did it. We have perused the news. Before we head on, a quick reminder that you can support the podcast network that this uh, podcast and other podcasts are on called Studio DNA through Patreon. Uh, some pretty fun perks there at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Including your own private podcast feed. So you get all of the complete podcasts that happen on this uh, network. That's four podcasts. And then also each podcast has a pre-show. So you have access to all the pre-shows as mm-hmm. well. And bonus audio that we throw in the feed from time to time. Funny outtakes and 
um, toilet talk, if that launches, <laughs> will be a bonus. Um, if you listen to uh, New Music Digest from last week, you will know what we're talking about. Just uh, start playing New Music Digest, and very quickly we kind of go into this little segment. And we have said if we're gonna if we get some more patron supporters, we will release a patron only toilet talk episode number two. <laughs> Which. That is that is a good reminder that uh, <laughs> the other podcasts uh, on this network are all available there as well. So New Music Digest, where you can hear what that's all about, <laughs> uh, and then as well as Sif Pop, which is a pop culture podcast, and then the Horrible Movie Podcast, where they talk about horrible movies all on the podcast network as well. So thank you so much for your support, whether you can give a dollar a month or $100 a month. <laughs> um if you support, though, at three, that's when you get your special feed. So if you've got yeah. any questions, just let us know. But go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com, slash studio DNA. Well, I thought because we're headed up towards uh, Halloween just a week away, uh, that maybe we could do like a candy-themed conversation. Okay. Today. So I, first question to you is, did you go trick-or-treating when you were a kid? When I was little, I did. Yeah. Like yeah. how little? And then when I was, and then one, one time when I was in high school, but that was just straight for candy. Yeah. That wasn't for fun. That was for candy. Wait, what's the difference? Um, well, I feel like it's supposed to be about dressing up for fun and going, you know, going out with friends. Mm. That's what I feel like that's supposed to be about. But yours was like, it was like a business was proposition. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is did you candy. dress up? Yeah. I think I w- put on overalls and. <laughs> Mess my face up with dirty stuff and went as uh-huh. a hobo or something. Just something really easy. Just so you could go get some candy. Mm-hmm. Didn't go with friends or anything. There were friends there, but we didn't stay friends for long. So that was not. <laughs> okay. That was, that was just a weird year. <laughs> but no, like for the most, for most of my life, I don't celebrate Halloween. I Here's the thing. I do not like to be scared. Mm-hmm. I do not like people coming up to me in scary costumes and interacting with me. And I don't like them coming specifically to my door. I don't want them coming to my door. So I usually just turn my light off. And every year up until this year, I have just stayed in the room watching movies with my dogs. But Mm -hmm. this year is the first year without Madeline and Patronus since they passed away in May. Mm -hmm. So I have one dog remaining. And uh, And and a daughter. And I have a daughter. So Does that change things? It does change things. It means that I will still kick anyone who approaches (laughs) me. (laughs) Probably even more. Like... Especially will, if you're in a bed. I will beat them down for two. If you if you are Pennywise, don't even come close to me. <laughs> there will be some Pennywises. I know. Going around. What was your favorite candy? Like when you would go, you know, I guess it could still be your favorite candy today. Milk duds. So you know how there's always like one candy where you're like, if you've got a big pile of candy, you're like searching through. Milk duds was always my first. Really? Yeah. That's like the chewy one, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would pull out your molars. I always get those. I always get those in Whoppers confused for some reason. Oh, Whoppers are good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like Whoppers? Yeah. Airheads. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about you? You like stuff that that gets stuck in your teeth. I do. <laughs> Basically. Apparently. Uh, I always search for the chocolate. Mm. That's kind of the one uh, I search for. Um, I have a list of the top 25 candy bars of all time as we talk about this topic. Okay. And I want your opinion on some of this. Okay. All right. First of all, I need to know if you've even heard of some of these. Do you know what a zero bar is? Yeah. 
What's a zero bar? It's a nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really know what a zero bar is? Yeah. I mean, I've seen them before. I haven't tried one. Okay, so what do you know what, anything about them? Uh, I think the wrapper is silver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that comes in at 25. Mr. Good Bar is number 24. So that is a basically a Hershey bar with peanuts, right? I don't know. You don't know your candy bars? No. <laughs> I know what a payday is. Ooh, payday. I wonder where payday ends up. I love paydays. Another one that gets stuck in teeth. Doesn't all candy get stuck in your like? What candy doesn't get stuck in your teeth? Um, chocolate because oh. it melts, right? Hmm. I guess it depends on what's in the chocolate, but yeah. Um, jawbreakers. Yeah, those instead of those, they get stuck in your teeth. Jawbreakers too? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Jolly Ranchers. Payday is number seventeen, by the way. Mm, payday. <laughs> um, I my favorite, I think, is Snickers. I think that's my favorite candy bar. Snickers. That came in like at number seven or something. Do you know what their number one is? No. Do you want to take a guess? Butterfinger? That's a great guess. No, uh, Butterfinger was number six. Ooh, it's getting close. Milky Way. Hmm. That is such a boring candy bar. Why? I don't I like know. Milky Ways. It just seems boring to me. I feel like instead of it being like a list of candy bars it should mm-hmm. just be a list of weird candies or just candies in general yeah like the wax lips why isn't that on the list that's a good one those always confused me when i got those like what are they is for? it a candy can you eat it technically you can eat wax and be okay <laughs> <laughs> or or the coke bottles where you would bite off the the coke end and then you would suck the liquid out like, are you supposed to eat the Coke bottle, too? That's also wax, right? Yeah, it's still wax. So. Yeah. Like, candles. You're supposed to eat those? Yeah. Those are wax. Mm-hmm. Stuff that comes out of your ear, also wax. One of the most common Halloween candies that won't be on that list, too, would be Smarties. Right. Because it's not... it, But those are so common. So common for Halloween. And I love them. I think it's because they're cheap. Yeah. They're easy to give. Yeah, I never ate the Smarties. I always gave those away. Why? Because it's like, it's just like. Because you wanted chocolate. That's it's why. like tarty chalk. Did you say tarty? <laughs> yes. What is a tarty? <laughs> late? Tarty? Oh, tarty. Ah. <laughs> it's a late piece of candy. <laughs> that's right. It's delayed. What do you wish was in your candy bo- candy stash that is never in your candy stash? Um, a regular size candy bar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's always the small stuff. Mine's Junior Mints. Oh. Those are never in Halloween candy, but I love the mint candies. There's one that doesn't necessarily get stuck in your teeth. Junior oh, Mints. No, but I like to freeze it, so it, I have to chew it. So it's kind of the same thing. So let me get this straight. If you like a candy that doesn't get stuck in your teeth, I put it in the refrigerator to make sure. (laughs) I didn't realize this about myself until right now, but I do. I love chewing. So is it is it because like it stays in your teeth and so you can taste it longer? I've I've literally never put this connection together until this moment, so I'm kind of processing it right now. But let's just say maybe I want to have like a healthy jawline. Uh huh. I just want to work out my 
masticating muscles. Yeah. So, how are your cavities? I don't have any. This is interesting. Because I had them taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for shooing the dough with us today. The podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme. And of course, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at a buck a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Also, if you'd uh, subscribe, rate, comment at your podcast player of preference, we would appreciate that uh, those players use that information to let others know about the show. Speaking of which... If you would let others know about the show, if you like it, uh, we'd appreciate that as well. Uh, just let them know to search for Shoe the Dough in their podcast player or teach them how to use a podcast player, whatever the case may be. Uh, if you want to email us, feel free to send us an email, feedback at shoethedough.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.